This is uh, Patient Care Theory 1, Unit 4, Part 2, Airway Emergencies. <laughs> so I've broken, down, broken this down into fairly short presentations, so we'll go through them fairly quickly. You guys good in the back there? No, you guys are good. It's the guys in the back there. You guys are good? Good. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, when it comes to airway compromise, you, you tell me, what are the kinds of things you would hear with airway compromise? Strider, strider yeah. And what, what is strider exactly? Not a wheezing. It's a high-pitched sound. Yeah, sorry, what's your name? Uh, sort of, more like a, just a high-pitched sound. Um, when it, uh, whistling might be one way to describe it, but uh, when I think of whistling, I think of uh, bronchospasm. Uh, in asthma. What's your first name again? Brittany. What's your first name again? Chloe. Chloe? Okay, sorry. Chloe Brianna, right? And what's your name? Really? No, oh. I know Kyle. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay, I'll get it eventually. And Kim. And don't tell me. Um, <sighs> it's coming to me. My brain's hurting. I can't remember. Drew. Sorry? Drew. Drew, right. And Tori? Yeah. Tori, okay. Okay, so uh, Strider would be one. Uh, what else would suggest airway compromise? <coughs> yeah, Brock? Definitely apnea. <laughs> yeah, so no sound at all for sure. Uh, what else? Stertor. Kyle? Stertorous, yeah, stertorous breathing. Good, which is layman's term for that is? Snoring. Snoring, good, okay. Okay, so differential diagnosis. Uh, there's a long list. Uh, one would be, you know, so if you hear someone who's stertorous or stridorous or apneic or has a hoarse voice or has a muffled sounding voice, uh, the differential diagnosis is, uh, uh, could be an unconscious flaccidity of the tongue that typically presents with, with stertorous respirations, fractured jaw, uh, foreign body in the trachea, Foreign body in the esophagus. Whoops, these things are out of out of um, sequence here. Um, fractured teeth with um, aspiration or inhalation. Um, severe epistaxis, fractured larynx, anaphylaxis, and croup. Those are the and epiglottitis. Those are the key ones. But so let's talk about unconscious flaccidity of the tongue. So you know that when um, consciousness is on a scale, right? So we're alert most of the time. When you're tired, you get a little drowsy. When you go to sleep, you're down on the GCS, but you're easily rousable when you're asleep, typically, in a typical sleep, not a deep, deep sleep. But in a, in a typical sleep, I would just have to say, hey, Chloe, and Chloe would open her eyes, right? Um, that would be fairly high up on the Glasgow Coma Score. Uh, and then we get further down to the Glasgow Score with things like head injuries and strokes and um, uh, brain tumors and that sort of thing and um, overdoses and when someone is completely unconscious um, either a Glasgow coma score of three completely unresponsive or somewhere between three and eight or so uh, they'll typically be at a level of consciousness where if they're lying on the back their tongue will fall to the back of the throat and will partially obstruct the airway or may completely obstruct the airway 
I've seen heroin overdoses where the airway was completely obstructed and they were completely apneic. And all you had to do was do a jaw thrust and they take a big gasp and they start breathing again. And that's literally all you have to do to save that someone's, save someone's life is open the airway and then assist their breathing. So unconscious facility of the tongue or fractured jaw, the tongue um, <coughs> drives the epiglottis downward, that includes the trachea and we see stertorous respirations or apnea in those patients. And the management <coughs> is pretty simple as we talked about before. Head tilt, chin lift, uh, jaw thrust, insertion of a noropharyngeal airway. Um, tell me again, under what circumstances would you insert a nasopharyngeal airway instead of an OPA? Jake? Trismus. Uh, so trismus, for sure. What is trismus? Lock yeah, locked jaw. So when they're you see that sometimes in patients in severe respiratory distress who become unconscious or <laughs> like this. Alyssa? They're at a high risk for vomiting. Yeah, so if they're at a high risk for vomiting, that would be, that would be one. Uh, Briar? They have a gag reflex. Good. Riley? Uh, <coughs> if the patient is like awake. <laughs> right. Well, and if they're awake, you have to decide, you know, are they a candidate for either? So it depends on what you mean by awake, right? Yeah. Are they, you know, down the GCS, but not quite down enough to warrant an OPA? Kyle? I was just gonna say basically the same thing about semi-conscious. Yeah, and uh, just on that, on that note, that's a term we never ever use is semi-conscious because it's too vague. It doesn't, you know, semi-conscious to one person means something completely different to someone else. So, um, you know, somewhere down on the GCS of maybe, 10 to 8 or so might be a candidate for an NPA. Um, what other sort of first principles, broad principles, um, I'm trying to think what's the term to, to use, but uh, sort of broad principle for insertion of an NPA versus an OPA? It's a little less invasive, although someone getting a tube shoved down their nose might <laughs> you know, argue that point. Uh, but under what other circumstance um, let's, uh, is there, let me frame it this way, it might be a little easier. Is there a circumstance where they might be a Glasgow Coma score of three to six, <laughs> but you decide an MPA is a better approach, even though they don't have a gag reflex prior? Well, if their jaw's fractured, that's a good example. Yeah, what else do you think? So they're really low down there in the GCS, but you're thinking MPA is probably a better choice. Yeah, Matt? Wasn't there one about uh, the structure of nose and kids? Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking more of consciousness. Uh, yeah. It's, but yeah. Um, it's like a temporary situation, maybe if it's the drug overdose and you're going to reverse that. Exactly. Yeah, so reversible situations. So if you think it's something reversible, like a drug overdose, you're going to reverse with Narcan or hypoglycemia, a low blood sugar level, you're going to reverse with intravenous dextrose. Yeah, Sharon? Um. Yeah, I would still go with an OPA if they're if you don't think they have a gag reflex. I'd still use an OPA even with the dentures. That would be my first choice. Um, so your choice of an MPA would be uh, you think they still have a gag reflex in place, or they have trismus, or they have a fractured jaw, or they have a reversible cause of their unconsciousness. I think that would be those would be the times. Um, so I gave a couple of examples: a um, a low blood sugar patient. Uh, an opiate overdose is going to be reversible with Narcan. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. 
um, in terms of content, but also a patient who's had a seizure, typically post-seizure, they call it the post-ictal phase, they're quite drowsy and confused and may not have a patent airway, may have stertorous respirations, so an MPA might be appropriate because they're going to regain consciousness over time, they're going to start to improve neurologically. Um, so. Uh, OPA, we talked about MPA, you've gone over measurement of MPA. Uh, so here's a quiz. So just take some notes down, talk with each other about the answers to this. What's the first thing you do when you come up upon a patient who appears to be unresponsive and you hear stertorous breathing? I'll give you, I'll give you 10 seconds to uh, discuss that and then I'll call on one of the tables. Okay, let's go to Ingrid's table. Okay, uh, remind me of the names back there. I know Ingrid. Ingrid's table. Remind me of your names, first names. Doug and Liam and Keegan. Doug, Liam, Keegan, Ingrid. What do you do? Okay, well, you know they got stertus respirations. That's really all you need to know. What's your first, sorry? Do a jaw thrust, yeah. So uh, you don't look in the airway first, you do a jaw thrust. Jaw thrust is always your first step, right? So open the airways first. Look in the airway would be step number two, if it's even necessary, right? So if you do a jaw thrust, if they're doing this, you need to look in the airway? No. You've got a, an airway now that's patent. But is it really patent? It's not really patent uh, because if you do this, it's not patent unless you're managing it, right? Um, so that would be a partially obstructed airway. So yeah, you've got an airway problem, manage it right then and there with a jaw thrust or head tilt chin lift if you're not worried about trauma. Good. Um, how are you going to maintain that airway? You got two choices, OPA or MPA. M OPA, if they, if you don't think they have a gag reflex, they're real down on the, if they respond only to pain. NPA, if you think it's something <coughs> reversible. Now, if you put an OPA in and they start to improve neurologically and they start to gag on it, what would you do with the OPA? Pull it out, yeah, right. Because you don't want them gagging, you don't want them, you don't want to risk having them vomit and aspirate the vomitus. Aspirate meaning inhale it into their lungs. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a judgment call, right? Uh, pull it out, maybe put in an MPA if their airway is still not patent, if they're still stertorous when you uh, pull the OPA out. But here's the thing. Um, if you've got someone with a partially obstructed airway who's got stertorous respirations and you put an OPA in, you can't just put an OPA in and leave them. Um, you're now stuck at the airway. You're dedicated to the airway. So your partner's going to have to do everything else. So you probably, you might have to maintain a jaw thrust with the OPA. I would get my suction unit ready. So I'd pull my suction over and get it out. Not necessarily turn it on, but I have it ready just in case this guy vomits. If, um, if he vomits, 
um, what would be your first priority? Lying on his back, OPA's in, he start to, starts to vomit. How do you think you'd handle that, manage that? Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I would flip him on the side. That would be my first priority. You could probably pull the OPA out as you turn him on the side. But um, yeah, I would flip him over because um, no amount of suctioning in someone who's erupting like Dante's Peak is going to clear that airway. You know, there's a high risk they're going to aspirate some of that. So yeah, I would flip him over. And um, if you're worried about C-spine, that's a legitimate worry, but airway takes priority is C-spine, right? And unstable C-spine injuries are fairly uncommon. So I would support the head and flip them over. And ideally that's with two people. The other thing um, I would say is when you've got an airway issue, um, both hands have to be on deck. And I see this because I've worked with medics who, you know, I've got an airway issue and my partner turns to a family member and starts asking questions. And you can't do that. When you've got an airway issue or a breathing issue or a circulatory issue, both of you have to be focused on the patient. The bystanders are secondary. You might talk to them once you get your primary survey done, but uh, you both have to be focused on that patient for the, for the very reason that, um, you know, this example, they vomit, you gotta turn them over, pull the OPA out, then suction. Right. Gotta turn them over, good. So jaw thrust, um, next question. When would you choose an NPA over an OPA? We talked about this, so you should know the answer. I'll give you uh, five seconds to talk about it amongst your group. And then... Um, in the back table on the right, it's Mike, Jake, and... Sorry? Mel? Matt, sorry, Matt, and <laughs> Phil. Matt and Phil, okay. I'll get it eventually, end of the semester. I promise I'll have everyone's name down. You're pretty well. I'm doing okay. I could be doing better, but I'm bad at names. Once you guys graduate, I'll have no idea what your names are. I'll remember the faces, most likely. <coughs> okay, what do you guys think? Trismus, intact gag reflex, reversible, depressed consciousness. Good, good, excellent. Okay, that's it for that one.